Hello, Bonsai friends. This is Evan with Underhill Bonsai, and welcome to episode 18 of Little Things for Bonsai People podcast. Uh, you can call us Little Things uh, for short. And today I'm joined by Carmen Lesko Vinyansky. Almost. Lesko Vinyansky. Uh, You're so damn. close. You're so, so close. The, the previous episode that uh, we had me, you, and Mike uh on i think that's that one's currently it was 16 yeah yeah uh, the buzzer it cracked me up yeah it's gonna happen again uh but i, I think i was a little bit closer this time i've actually like you i were was very close i was telling somebody uh, i was actually telling my co-nursery man uh gavin at underhill i was like literally going through and and describing the show like to him and i said your name like like serene, like perfectly, like on accident. And he was like, oh, you said it right. And I was like, well, I'm never going to do that again. It's like a tree fell in the forest and no one's around to hear it. That was the one time. Uh, yeah, it's we'll see. Uh, we'll we'll go That's back right. and do a recap uh, towards the end of the year. How many times I get it wrong? How many times I get it right? Uh, but anyway, how are you doing today, Carmen? I forgot to ask you how you're feeling this morning. I'm feeling pretty good. A little tired, but it's to yep. be expected. It's a little early over here today. Yep. Uh, we. We're doing this podcast recording a little earlier in the day. Um, I know that it's not relevant because the podcast comes out at a different time, a week later. But uh, it's uh, at the time of recording, it's Mardi Gras season over here in Louisiana. So I'm up early because I'm going to go catch a parade um, later on, if anyone's familiar with uh, Mardi Gras and parades. Uh, it's going to be a good time. So, yeah, I'm up a little early trying to uh, trying to be bushy-tailed for this, too. So I feel you. Uh Today, we'll be discussing the informal upright style uh, and what we're kind of we're going to kind of start this whole little segment of uh, style, like ser a series on bone size styles, or I should say more appropriately on forms, because there's diff there's definitely multiple different styles, but there's there are official official. Well, there are the Japanese uh, aesthetic forms of bone size. So we're going to discuss that a little bit. And we're going to talk about informal bone size, our first form. Before we get started, though, I do need to mention that our podcast is sponsored by Underhill Bonsai, uh, Louisiana's premier bonsai nursery. We're located in Folsom, Louisiana. And also the podcast is sponsored by our amazing patrons. Um, we also have a brand new bonsai best bud um, by the name of Tori Solis. Uh, I was told that this is a uh, this is a um, let me go to Patreon, go to, to here. I believe she said uh, Spanish pronunciation. So I, there's another name for me to say every time incorrectly. So, but <laughs> perfect. Yay, yeah. Tori. Woo. Yeah. Thank you so much, Tori. You're awesome. Thank you for, for uh, becoming a best bud. And if you are interested in listeners out there, listen to becoming a best bud, all you have to do is go over to patreon.com forward slash Little things, bonsai podcast. No, wait. Oh, nope. Let me let me get it right. <laughs> so everybody's like, oh no, where are we? Okay. Patreon.com forward slash little things for bonsai people. That's it. There go over go. there. One dollar, you can become a bonsai bud. Five dollars, uh, you can become a best bonsai bud. And we're gonna shout you out every episode. And then when it's your birthday, we'll make a big deal out of it. We'll have like party streamers in the back and 
Uh, but well, you can't see us, but trust me, there'll be party streamers. We'll be like, you know, rooting for you. It's your best day. We'll eat cake. And we'll, yeah. Oh yeah. We should totally eat cake on those days. Oh yeah. Like for real though. If we can get enough patrons, <laughs> then like every time we podcast, it'll be somebody's birthday. And we'll oh, it's going to be such a treat. Every time. I'm very excited. Let us know your favorite kind of birthday cake so that we can be sure to get that. Oh yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll get the, the Pacific cake. And so like Pacific Northwest cake. Uh, Southeast Louisiana cake, and then Mike will have some uh, Southern Florida cake of your favorite style. Mm, that sounds really good. All in all different locations. So much cake. I'm very excited. Yeah, that's a. Uh, that sounds great. Uh, anyway, so if you want to follow us on our social media, our social media handles would be on Facebook and Instagram. Mine will be uh, un- Underhill Bonsai on Facebook, Underhill Bonsai on Instagram. You can go to my store, underhillbonsai.com. Check out articles I've written. You can go to our underhillbonsaistore.com, buy some merch and buy some trees and little tiny tree supplies. Uh, for Carmen, she is one of the co-founders of the Purple Pot Society. And you can go over to purplepotsociety.org and check out the National Women's Bonsai Club. Um, and for $35, you can be a member for the entire year. It's awesome. That's a great deal. And what do you get from that, uh, Carmen, being a member of the Women's Bonsai Pot, uh, Women's National Bonsai Society? Um, so right now you get some special access to online um, presentations and certain articles, um, access before anything of any of that goes public. Um, and we're, we're working to get... Um, our monthly newsletter going and ultimately we'd like to have more stuff available but we're still we're still in the very beginning phases so um right now just supporting us is probably um or is just supporting us it would be really great so that we can get some of this stuff um, up and running we're hoping within a year or so to have a scholarship available for women who want to come to bonsai shows but financially can't swing it um, so the more, the more members we get, the sooner we'll be able to help get more women to bonsai shows. Yeah, definitely support it. Uh, also check out, uh, women in bonsai at the ABS show coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be a panel and Carmen and Jennifer Price will be some of the people talking there for that. Um, and that's in June, correct? I know. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah that's a June in, in Denver, Colorado, uh, Samantha Holm. And I and a couple others from Purple Pot will be running the the panel. And then uh, we've got Jennifer Price, Kathy Shaner, and mm. I think Karen Harkaway will be on the panel. So yeah. it should be, it's going to be a good group. Thanks for bringing up the other names because I was like, yeah, sure. I was blanking out everybody. But yeah, we're going to mention that. We're going to mention ABS and stuff until it happens, I guess. But it's definitely a great show to go check out. Um, but uh, yeah. And then last, last uh, little note, we have our merch up. Uh, it's going to be on Mike's site uh kitsunebonsai.com you go over to his uh shop and you can go to little things for bonsai uh merch it has its own separate section we have a new shirt design that was created by lisa um which is uh uh she's done a lot of stuff for our show we'd like to thank lisa a lot Yay, for lisa. for making the design helping us set up the merch store you're awesome lisa thank you so much super awesome Yep. And uh, I will post a link to that shirt in the in the in the description below. And also you can see that on our, our Patreon. I just launched a little uh, well, it's going to be a little while back, but it's it's available on there. And as we go along, we should have a new merch design every couple of weeks. 
But uh, if you can't do any of those things, uh, you can do something that's really easy to do is go on to your listening platform and subscribe and follow and like our show that every little like and follow really, really helps. Um, so let's talk about the informal upright style um, and how important it is to bonsai as as far as not just one of the most popular, if not the like quintessential style of mm-hmm. our form of bonsai, but why it's important in Japanese culture, horticultural practices. It's great for that. Um, and what, and what it is. So, uh, Carmen, what you got for, for the informal upright style or the, um, mi- uh, Miyogi style is what it would be called. That can be our, our word of the day segments, Miyogi formal upright. Um, so informal uprights, uh, so to understand an informal upright, I think you have to first understand what a formal upright is. And that is a tree that the trunk is straight, totally straight. Um, oh, the, informal. Well, I know, but I'm trying to say for, oh, um, oh, for formal yeah, to, to, under, to understand it, an informal tree, you have to understand formal, right? I was, I'm so, like over here, like half listening to you. Like. Informal, informal. No, it's, it's fine. No, I get you. Um, but it, so for a formal tree, you've got your, your crown directly over your, your root base, your trunk is, is stick straight, right? So informal upright is a tree where your crown is of the tree is, is often directly over um, your, your root base again, but there's some curve into that trunk. So there's some movement there. Um, And this, I think, is probably one of the most popular styles because formal upright is so hard to get to. Um, It's really hard to find a perfectly straight trunk. So informal upright allows you to kind of have this, you know, similar feeling of not not quite formal, a little bit, you know, um, more loosey-goosey, I guess. I don't know how you would say that. Loosey-goosey form. Lucy Goosey, uh, but um, still with with kind of some of those those same principles of you know your crown generally is over your root base. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a good good little uh, summary. Um, and yeah, I kind of shot in there just saying, oh wait, formal because I I mean I it is a good it is a good thing to bring up formal uprights because finding stock for a formal upright bonsai tree is very challenging because it's all about taper and proportions and I forgot about taper taper yep. there's taper yep there uh, we'll break it down yeah because uh it, if you guys refer to the thumbnail of this this episode uh we are going to have this beautiful picture of a uh Sats, it's a Satsuki azalea, um, right? Yep. This is a, a Satsuki azalea from the collection at the University of Michigan Mafi Botanical Gardens. Um, this was donated by Dr. Mel Goldstein out of uh, Cleveland, Ohio. And it's it's an outstanding tree. And it is oh, a very good example of informal upright style. And so, yeah, referring to um, to formal and talking about taper and proportions, formal style... And we'll deep dive into formal a little bit more. But whenever I think of formal style bonsai, I think of like John Naka back in the day, bonsai techniques one and two. Um, he talks about how important the base is and how important the tapering is and where the branch, the first branch emerges from the trunk. And then how the every branch incrementally gets smaller in proportion to the next branch. So the, all those those rules are true in informal bonsai. So we need first and foremost, we need a... Nabari, 
um, which Nabari would be our surface roots, visible surface roots. We need a we need a vis we need a Nabari that will complement the size of the trunk base or the takagari uh, or tech. Uh, I'm sorry, that was our bonsai word of last episode uh, with David DeGrout. Um, and, I, and I think I got it right. But yeah, the uh, from the Nabari up to the first branch, it sets the pace of the tree, the mood of the tree, the movement of the tree. So that will be very important. That would be much more important in a informal. So that those first couple of inches of that trunk where it comes up to that first branch is going to dictate the rest of your informal. Um, and something else to be said about informals too. Um, the reason why it would be more commonly seen is because finding stock for an informal upright is very easy to find because there's a lot of imperfectly straight trees out there that would be great for bonsai. Um, so it's the, the reason why we see it so often is because of that. And there's another couple of things I will kind of talk about in horticultural respects, uh, but I don't want to get into that too soon. Uh, so you got a little bit more on kind of talking lightly or just kind of inducing informal. Yeah. Um, I think when you, when you, the, one of the reasons that they are so common too is because when you look in nature and what you see, you see a lot of informally upright trees, right? Most trees in nature aren't perfectly straight. Um, their movement shows, you know, what they've had to live through, whether it's wind or, you know, they lost a branch in a storm. So they had to change direction and create a new leader. Um, so the informal upright style, I think, really speaks to people as to what they see naturally in the landscape, which is another reason why it's easy to get, because if you're collecting trees um, or even if you're just growing a tree, usually it's going to grow with a little bit of wiggle in the trunk. Um, I mean, we've got trees over here where to, to get the formal upright, we have it, you know, lashed to a piece of rebar. So um, with informal upright, you don't have to go, you don't have to do that because it's, it's just kind of naturally occurring. Yeah. Sometimes you'll find stock that has a little bit of movement in there. And depending on your species, you can, especially with like deciduous trees. Uh, I see a lot of informal upright deciduous trees because a lot mm -hmm. of people will go in and even if their trunk is relatively straight, they're going to make that first cut and that new leader that grows off of that cut that they have to grow into and heal the wound and make it the new top, that's going to be slightly off. Mm -hmm. So it's best, and you'll see a lot of deciduous informal uprights to go in, chop, regrow, and then it's just kind of the name of the game. Whereas like, with uh, formal uprights in deciduous bonsai practice, those are normally grown from seed in field-grown conditions, and they will really pay attention to getting that trunk line straight. Whereas, what, whereas like for the more common bonsai practitioner who goes out, finds stock, uh, chops it down, regrows it, we are going to be more inclined to grow into informal upright styles, and it's just kind of what it is. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the things that also want to mention about informal upright is that we're talking about the Japanese aesthetic informal upright. So we're talking about the balanced one. It doesn't look like a windswept. It doesn't look like a slanting. It doesn't look like a, uh, like a, I, I, there, there are brooms. There are some deciduous broom structures that I've seen that can be considered informal upright mm -hmm. styles, but we're really talking about like, if you look at this azalea, uh, let's talk about that, that, 
beautiful padding and that, and where the that first uh, branch is placed on that tree that makes it uh, informal. Yeah, so that first branch, I think you're going to have to cover this. I don't have the technicalities for it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Well, I was just since uh, since it's an azalea that uh, that you were familiar with. Um, but yeah, the first branch and this tree is kind of interesting because we're we're talking about taper here. And it actually looks like from that first branch, it goes inverse a little bit. Um, yeah, I think it, it looks a little bit like there's a maybe a I don't think it's a bar branch, but I think just the way you can see that that other the branch coming out on the left there um, does make it look a little bit like reverse taper. But in person, um, you don't really see that as much, but yeah, it does look like it has a little bit of reverse taper here. I'll forgive it. It's so pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, that's <laughs> something that we had mentioned earlier and in other episodes is like, sometimes trees just have mochikome that, um, is undeniable and there's those flaws are just looked past. And, uh, and this is when I'm just looking at this azalea, which the azalea in the thumbnail of the episode is the fact that I'm looking at the details, the, the, um, more, technical issues or technical approach to looking at the form of this tree. So yeah, I see a beautiful, nice uniform Nabari. So that's one mm -hmm. thing that we can really nail in a informal upright is uniform. There shouldn't be roots really heavy or exposed on one side. Uh, this tree does have roots that come out a little bit further underneath that first branch. And so mm -hmm. that kind of helps dictate where the Takagari is going to move that first, that first movement is towards the, uh, is from uh, left to right on this tree. Mm -hmm. So I think that's pretty interesting because in most cases, and this, this is more common in slanting trees, uh, where that will be the opposite direction. So what happens here with this Takagari in that first branch and that Dabari, it, it creates what uh, is becoming more commonly coined in bonsai uh, culture nowadays is called harmonious design. So that branch is going with the flow, the natural flow of the tree. It's not creating any tension. It's not going against what your brain would expect in this design. So you're not feeling unsettled when you look at this tree. You're feeling very like, uh, harmonious is, is probably the best word to describe it, but you're feeling very balanced. You're very, you're mm -hmm. feeling like this tree is not pushing, pulling or tugging you in any direction. It guides you up to its first branch and then over to your second branch, which are beautifully padded. And there's those cuts in the pads where you can just, your eyes just guide it straight to it. And then you come up to your preceding branches up to your crown. Um, and then you keep hearing me say slanting. Slanting trees can have a harmonious design like this, but imagine if this is Zelia instead, the crown, the very top of the tree, that peak where you, and this, the image that I see right now, it has one flower on top. We might want to hit, we might can use this, this image, Carmen, just so you can yeah, see some yeah, of the Yeah, yeah, let's flowers. use this one. If we want to add another, another photo, I have one of it in full flower too, that we can, we can do more than one, maybe on Instagram or something. Yeah. I think it's easier to see the, the structure and kind of study mm -hmm. it without the, all the flowers on it. Because oh, it, for sure. Yeah. In flush, it's just overwhelming. Yeah, it's just a blob of flowers. <laughs> so on the very top of the tree, there's a white flower like on its peak. And that's a really good place setter for that is the crown of the tree. Um, mm -hmm. If you draw a line from that flower down to the base, it will intersect straight down at, at a perpendicular to where that first branch comes by and goes straight to the base. That is a that is still that is informal, but it kind of follows the rules of the formal upright. Informal, any 
back and forth movement. So it could be it could be harmonious like this tree it could cut cut over and then back again up to the crown or it could cut back and forth several times. If as long as that crown hits center over that over that trunk base and root base, it is a informal upright. Now for slanting, if it was over to the to the to the left or the right, uh, if it was going to the right, that would be super unbalanced feeling. But if it was going over mm-hmm. with enough weight on the other side of the tree, that would be on the left side, it would be considered slanting. And there's mm-hmm. varying degrees of slanting trees. Yeah. So your crown would be, let's say, um, if we removed that first first branch on the right and moved the crown over to the right, um, then that would definitely be a pretty strong slant. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, yeah. Uh, so you, if you take your thumb and you cover up that first branch um, and you can see that separation of that branch where those white flowers are, and then you just imagine it. When you, as soon as you do that, it becomes unbalanced a little bit, but then you move that crown over uh, to, to the right where the first branch was, and then your balance is restored. And it's just, I mean, it, now it comes down to like a sleight of hand, like trick of, of, uh, of how we present bonsai, uh, because that tree looks balanced now, you know, and what mm-hmm. you see can, like off of its front, off the front of the tree, that's how it's presenting as it's as that form. So that if that kind of gives you all a um a little bit good deep kind of dive into like a anal, like analyzing the style the form. I need to break that. I need to stop saying style because styles indicates different cultural stylings of uh mm-hmm. informal operates. By the way, if you guys I know Carmen uh wasn't there for our conversation with David DeGrout, but he went into cultural bonsai styles, uh, like regional styles and influence, like local influence and even micro influence of like bonsai clubs or groups or like cliques. And it was a very uh, awesome topic. So you can kind of apply that there. Um, But yeah, go back and listen to that episode. Carmen, you go back and listen to it too. I know. Uh, I'm really sad I missed that. That sounds super interesting. Yeah. Uh, Mike was like, oh man, I'm taking notes right now. (laughs) this This is some good stuff. Dave's great. Yeah, David Grout's awesome. David DeGroot. I say his name. I say if I say wrong. But anyway, uh, so why do you think, Carmen, that this form is like horticulturally sound? Um, I, in my opinion, I think it is probably the most horticulturally sound style or god dang form of bonsai. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> Um, I think because because it is balanced, it's it's easy to maintain. So you have, you know, branches coming out on both sides of the tree um, all around the tree that are able to get about equal amounts of light without really having to to um, turn your tree too much. Or, or if you were to have a slant, you know, some of those other branches on one side could, you know, get shaded out a little bit easier. If you had a cascade, you know, that low drop branch. Um, tends to be a little bit weaker, but with an informal upright, kind of all your branches are, you know, where they might naturally fall on a tree. So they have really good access to light. Also, because you have branches on all sides of your tree, the trunk itself is, you know, receiving nutrients kind of at the same rate. So you're not going to get a swelling or a bulge on one side where you might find that if you have, you know, a slanting tree with one branch or a bunch of branches more on one side that could affect, you know, how your trunk swells or grows. Um, so I think just because it's a, 
it, it sounds like a simple form. It's it's actually kind of tricky to get this level of um, detail and balance, but because of just where branch placement is, it's it's easy to maintain. Yeah, yeah. Once you get a a well developed informal upright, especially an older tree like like if I had this tree uh, in my collection, I would I would be able to take this tree and do all the things that would be necessary to maintain its its refinement and um, mm-hmm. an energy balance with with little to no effort. Well, mm-hmm. of course, applying the correct techniques of pruning and azalea, um, because, yeah, like you said, like I wouldn't be worried about uh, a drop branch or an, an, a, a shaded out branch. I have a I have a Japanese black pine slant in my collection and I've got to rotate it around because the, the severe slant that it has, there's that branch that's right exceeding my crown that I needed to I need to rotate my tree. I mean, it's also mm-hmm. It's also smart to rotate your trees. Oh anyway. yeah, we still rotate this one for sure. But but in general, if it were out in the middle of a field, you wouldn't have to worry about it so much in the middle of the summer anyway, when the sun's right above your head. And that, that's a that's a great point. Yeah, if you're bonsai or oriented oriented in your garden space where they get hit midday, all right down from the top like a cone. Uh, that's basically what we're looking at here is a tree that is in an isosceles triangle, nice cone shape. And nowadays, um, and I say nowadays because I'm referring back to the olden times when bonsai were very, <laughs> very pointy at the top. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the old school kind of look to some bonsai and you might even see it in older uh, magazines, bonsai the Christmas club tree. Yeah, the real Christmas tree shape. It's just like super pointed at the top. And there might even be some some merit to that saying that oh yeah that's a perfect cone shape but i like trees with rounded tops nowadays and i think informal uprights is like a very uh rounded top form Mm -hmm. it really needs a rounded top to keep that balance correct yeah so yeah uh i think i think that everyone should aim to create informal upright formed form trees in their collections um and that that will i mean you you will have like if you have a large enough collection you're you're bound to have multiple informal uprights i feel like you'd have to try really hard to not have one yeah (laughs) i mean i might go out and look at my trees and i mean i can see my collection outside my window and i'm gonna count how many i can see just about from the window here one two three four, five, that guy's kind of a clump. Yeah, I I can see about five or six just from right here and I can't see my entire collection. I got one, well, they're not mine, but. Yeah, and the, the they're, all, they're all on the ground. I can't really see them right now. It's oh, gonna it's, get cold. It's gonna get cold again. Yeah, it's cold where you're at Carmen. So you uh, have some winter protection going on. Yeah, we got most of the stuff on the ground and in the greenhouse right now, except for some of the stuff that's you know, mountain trees, mountain hemlock, and that kind of thing. Got to keep those babies warm. Mm-hmm. For Louisiana, I mean, I, and this this episode will be a week after this recording. I mean, I just brought my trees in for one night this week, and that's it. <laughs> mm, how cold did it get there? It got 32. Ooh, burr. Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, no, my tropicals. Well, I'm repotting like crazy, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're in repotting, too. So normally stuff that we could leave out has to be squished in the greenhouse since it's, you know, in its tender state. 
and it was 80 degrees like two weeks ago. So oh my some, God. Yeah. some of my elm trees are like, hello. And I'm like, no, no, wait, wait. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so yeah, back back to informal uprights. Yeah, well, yeah, we have to look at our trees every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let's let's talk about what species. And this is probably going to be pretty broad, but what species do we think are best in the informal upright style? What do you think? All of them. So you think that. <laughs> You don't think there's a single tree out there that would not look good in an informal? Mm. I know it's tough to think about because there's so many. I mean, I guess, um, I mean, I've, I've seen ginkgo in informal upright, but generally I feel like ginkgo's done in more of a flame style, which is, you know, somewhere between, which is kind of technically a formal up or informal upright mixed with a clump style. You know, flame is, is, its Ooh. own kind of thing you know that's but, a good point yeah go ahead but I'm sorry. no it's okay but that that again is is more of a cultural thing you know you you can go grow ginkgo any way you want but generally speaking it's grown in a flame style so i don't think you would usually see ginkgo um in informal upright I'm trying to think what else i think i've seen almost everything in informal upright style yeah because the, the ginkgo i think that's a really good point to bring up because uh, I had mentioned earlier about deciduous versus conifer uh, mm-hmm. informal upright styles. Deciduous trees can be in, in an informal upright style, but uh, informal upright and especially formal upright is referred to as the pine tree shape. So it's not always the best shape for some deciduous. And ginkgo is kind of one of those. It's like, oh, that's a flame. Can a ginkgo have a first branch, second branch, and then proceeding up into the crown? Yes, it can, but it's going to be shaped a little bit differently. Like the branch is not going to drop almost completely lateral to the trunk with a little bit of a little bit of an uplift like this beautiful azalea has. I think some of the broadleaf evergreens like azaleas, uh, we have yopon holly here um, and then Japanese boxwood and other evergreen shrubbing type plants look absolutely amazing in an informal upright and they kind of aim themselves towards that form easier and also the balance is easier to keep on them when they're in this in this mm-hmm. style as well the deciduous style the branches instead of going lateral like this azalea they will kind of ascend you can still have a first branch and a second branch but then in deciduous styles we get a little bit more of a density and and less of a breakup in padding whereas with broad, broadleaf evergreens and conifers you get that breakup in padding much more defined so like on a japanese black pine um and in a lot of junipers like rocky mountain juniper or a shimpaku grafted onto whatever it might be they usually have a nice settled here's the first branch here's the pad Mm -hmm. not a lot of ascending nature to that branch and it kind of drops a little bit um so in my opinion best trees would be conifers for the the informal uh but it doesn't mean that deciduous can't be informal because of the ascending nature of their branches and the fact Mm -hmm. that the crown exists over the nabari but it's very clear on evergreens and conifers that this is a defined form of informal sorry i'm uh i'm sending you this picture of the informal upright ginkgo okay um and we'll have to attach a um a link to this ginkgo in the description Ooh. 
This is another one from Mathai Botanical Gardens at University of Michigan, this ginkgo. It's a, I, I, it would be an informal upright, but it's unlike the azalea, it doesn't really have that first branch. Um, so it's a, it's a little bit less static maybe. Um, but this one went into the national show back in 2016, I think, because it's a ginkgo that you don't, you don't usually see this style. Um, so it, it was uh, entered into nationals way back when. Um, and it's a, a Sarah Rainer pot we chose because it's it's got some nice blue tones. It looks, I've got an Instagram filter on this photo. So, um, but there's some nice blue tones, but you can really see kind of the yellow banding there right in the middle of the pot, which is why we chose it. So it would pick up this this yellow color when it went into, into full color. Um, and this is also on your Becoming Bonsai Instagram. Yeah, so if you... Um, outside of purple pot society, if you want to follow just, just me personally, um, you can find me at, at becoming bonsai on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. I forgot to mention that earlier. Oh, that's okay. We'll do that again. Just throw that in there. Yep. And this, this ginkgo is, I'm just going to say, I mean, I love ginkgos. I have an affinity I for just deciduous yeah. trees and ginkgos are so unique in the way they present. Um, and it's very hard to do this. Like you said, like, mm -hmm. A, a formal upright style with a ginkgo, that's that's something else. And that means that whoever developed this tree went in wanting to make a deciduous informal upright with this and kind of went straight for the Japanese aesthetic with it. Um, I'm trying to see the, the picture on, oh wait, I think I found it on Instagram. Is Yep, that's it. Yeah, that, that Sarah Rayner is beautiful. It's a, it's a very nice pot for this tree. Um, the Nabari is kind of what you kind of expect from a ginkgo. It's got mm -hmm. a, a few roots that are not the best. Um, it's not super balanced, but that first root that is kind of awkward comes out and it does, it goes in the right direction. So, mm -hmm. um, I think that's something that's unique about this tree. Uh, I think I'm looking at a slightly older, uh, picture you might be there's, yeah, there's a, a couple different ones there. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, yeah, this I think this is pretty good for uh, talking about informal upright as a form. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll be doing a series of bonsai forms every month. And and it might be me and Carmen. It might be me and Mike and Carmen. Uh, but I think it's I think it's really good to go in and start from the basics and try to break down things that we understand, but then try to re-engineer, not re-engineer, re-understand, like go in and do a, a deeper dive because, mm -hmm. um, I mean, I even brought up some points that I forget about in my informal sometimes that are really Same. important. It's like, I can recognize it, but you asked me to describe exactly what it is. And I'm like, oh, wait a second. I don't, I don't have the words for that. So, yeah. um, what, a great thing to do if you want to, you know, practice, uh, identifying styles or comparing styles is to just go online, look at a bunch of different bonsai photos, go to different bonsai collections, or, mm. um, even check out some of the old show books, either the U S nationals or the Kokofu books, um, photos from, from all the bonsai shows. They've got so many different pictures of different varieties of styles and, um, good trees, bad trees. Well, not bad trees, but maybe trees that could be improved upon. Yeah. Um, so and we should talk about an episode. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't talk up. about breaking the rules. So we should. We should talk about breaking the rules at some point. 
at later on. Not breaking the rules necessarily. Not breaking the rules, but like when is it okay to have a branch coming out of the inside of a curve? Breaking the rules and critiquing. I think critiquing. critiquing. Yeah. Critiquing is a good way to say, oh, he broke the rule, but this is, or he or she broke the rule, but this is how they did it. Yeah. It works or it doesn't work. And why? Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's critique. I want to do a critique episode. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's, that's one thing that me and Mike talked about for sure. And uh, mm-hmm. I mean, we did we'll critique. Use, we'll use our own trees. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that would <laughs> we'll be use great. our own trees. Ooh, if you want us to critique your tree, send it in. We'll be nice-ish. Oh, 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 let me put that for Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. the show notes. <laughs> See, see, for those who are listening and have been listening for a little while, you know, this this show is built off of uh, a little bit of confused uh, coffee drinking in the morning and stream of consciousness. Hey, my Adderall just kicked in. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I got a great idea now. Um, (laughs) I just talk really fast, really for a long time. Ask uh, listeners to send in in your trees. We'll critique it. Or critique. Uh, that would we be should, really fun. We should figure out how to do maybe a live stream on Patreon for that or something, um, so that folks could could tune in could for watch. It, yeah. Tune in. We'll do. We could do that. That sounds like a lot of fun. So if you want to send pictures of your trees, uh, we could do like a list, uh, a listeners' questions episode, and also mm-hmm. do some critiques and stuff. You could send them into. Um, do we have an email address yet? I have an email address for me at evan at underhillboneside.com or Carmen, what's yours? If they want to send you, if they're not comfortable sending me emails, <laughs> what's, I don't know what the good one is for you. Oh Maybe. God. Um, I have like three email addresses. I think um, I have one for becoming bonsai. Let me find it. I think okay. it's just become, I think it's becoming bonsai at gmail.com. I haven't been on it for a while. Let me double check. That's embarrassing. Uh, it's fine. Whatever one you might check. So you can submit uh, listener questions and pictures of trees and we can critique. That sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, before we wrap up, uh, I heard you earlier say that could be our bonsai word of the week. I already had one. Oh, don't, okay. Well, don't steal my thunder, well, sorry, Carmen. Sorry. sorry. What's, your, what's, your, what's your word of the week? No, I'm just joking. Uh, it is Nabari. Because uh, I thought it was pretty relevant to this episode. Oh, yeah. Totally. Nabari is going to set the is a set the set the standard the taper the proportions of your tree um and nabari is kind of everything for bonsai i mean if you don't have mm-hmm. nabari it looks like a stick in a pot it looks like a a telephone pole i mean these are derogatory derogatory terms for bonsai mm-hmm. um but it just that's what gives you the age the unless maturity. unless unless it's a yamadori then unless, yeah and it's a conifer with yeah. a deciduous yamadori you know yeah you can always fix that right but with you a, fix a good, it or yeah with a, a conifer yamadori this will be a good one for mike um sometimes you don't you don't have nabari and that's okay um but yep. yeah in in general nabari very yep. important now that i'm thinking about it my last trip up to see you guys um i do remember seeing a lot of shore pines that mm-hmm. that john aids had yeah they just don't really I didn't have any Nabari and they just come out of the ground. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool, though, because then you kind of figure out you got to just find your way with a piece of Yamadori. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah. Oh, another note, too, is I think our next recording, I will be in Portland. (gasps) You'll be with me. Hooray. That's that's the thing I wanted to talk about. I wanted to tell everybody that Evan's coming to Portland to hang out with me. Yep. Yep. So that will that will be our next our next uh recording and we'll be we'll probably be 
crazy sounding and exhausted. Mike's currently it uh, during the time of this recording is over in India. Oh yeah, that's right. First American bonsai artist to teach bonsai over in India. It's awesome. That's really cool. Yep, Yay, so, Mike. Go, yeah, Mike. Congrats, Mike. But yeah, we'll uh, hopefully we'll hook up with Mike soon. And uh, speaking of which, we do have some more guest artists coming up, but we'll mention those later. Uh, if you check out our Patreon, I might even drop in some like special spicy, like, ooh, sneak peek ooh. stuff. Yep. So, peek. yep. So anyway, uh, thanks for chatting about informal upright trees with me today, Carmen. And of I will course. catch with you My on pleasure. the next one. Yep. And remember, folks. It's the little things. It's the little things that matter in bonsai. The little details. <laughs> so thank you so much for that closing note, Carmen. Oh, you're welcome. My we pleasure. will catch up with you bonsai buds on the next one. Bye. Bye.